and welcome to Writing Wrongs and Writing Songs. Today we are here with Zoo. How are you? I'm good, thank you. I'm a bit tired, but you know, that's, that's life, isn't it, it really? It is life. It is 7pm yeah. on a Thursday Knackered. for context. It's very dark outside. Yeah. Makes so much sense. <laughs> so we're here to talk about your music and cool. whatnot. You just released July mm-hmm. back in January on yeah blue monday yeah the 16th of january blue monday the most depressing day of the year wanted to sort of channel some sort of positivity yeah (laughs) yeah tell me about july like it's kind of about wanting to not be in the horrible winter months that we're in right now yeah how did how did it come about like how did you write it who did you write with you write by yourself or so i write with my one of my really close friends called callum we met at university and sort of um, linked up over lockdown and just wrote together. And yeah, he has just, I've learned so much from him and it, we just make bangers. Like mm-hmm. that's the thing. It, he just has a really good skill for getting the best out of my ideas. And, and yeah, the lyrics just being really fussy about yeah. what the lyrics say and what they mean. So my mum has always said this thing where like you shouldn't wish like if you're if you're like in the winter or whatever, mm. you shouldn't wish like for things in the future. You shouldn't try and enjoy the now. I know that's. Not, I feel like she might listen to this and be like, "I've never said that." <laughs> <laughs> I remember she said it mm. once, and I was like, I was a kid and didn't really sort of take that on board. But last January, there is there is joy and there is happiness even when it is bleak and dark. And like, I think for me. I, the past few years, I'm learning to sort of be happy. I sort of, after uni, really mm. struggled with my mental health and things like that. And now I'm at a place where I'm feeling really content with myself. But I still do have days where mm. I feel rubbish. So if I'm in January and I'm feeling in that place, then I needed something to pull myself out of it. So we wrote it and um, I didn't really know when we were going to release it. Mm. But I just thought, okay, let's just wait until January release it because yeah. I think it'll have more of a powerful message I think that releasing it on Blue Monday was really cool as well mm-hmm. just as like I also like as a marketing thing like I knew it was coming out because I was like mm-hmm. oh. and also it cheered me up on you know Aww. what I mean like you, Blue Monday shit winter cold yeah great song it's got such a great hook I think it's really uh-huh. catchy yeah um which is really nice and like summer vibes of course mm-hmm yeah um tell me about recording it so so we wrote that in in january of 2022 and kind of thought eventually i'd record it at some point but Mm. i got some funding from a charity called youth music and i had to think about what i wanted to spend the money on um because it was quite a large amount of money i thought i could afford to get a really good producer Mm. um and so i enlisted someone called leo who's a really good producer and also artist in her own right um and came to her sort of saying i really like your tunes Mm. and i kind of want to make a tune that sounds a little bit like your songs because it is this really nice mix of kind of like bandy vibes but then electronic as well and um so yeah she was the first person I kind of thought of and yeah she's hopefully she's done a good job I mean she has yeah, done a no, good job she has <laughs> she's done an amazing job I know we've spoken about this before but like working with female producers mm-hmm. is that something you've done before or like how was that because I think 
obviously there's not enough female producers and mm-hmm. there's not enough recognition for them. So like, mm-hmm. how was your experience with that? Was it a positive one for the fact that it was, you know, working with another woman? So a few years ago, if you'd asked me what my ambitions would be, it would, you know, be a successful producer. And I went to university and then went and studied a music course and I realised how little female producers are out there. So I kind of actively went out of my way to find who those people are, especially moving to London, thinking, okay, how can I build a network of amazing, talented women who I can work with? And Leo was one of those um, people. It was a bit actually strange how I, I met her. So her girlfriend is Jaguar from Radio 1. I don't know ah, if that's public knowledge. I've so. met her once. Jaguar. Yeah, she's she's great. She's really cool. And she was running an event a few years ago, and I actually met Leo on that night, but I didn't really know who she was. And then I'm part of loads of female networking groups and I just bumped into her. So it was a case of just like mutual connections. She also produces for my friend called Jess Fitz, so I write with as well. Um, so yeah, it just felt like a natural kind of progression to work with her. But also I really liked her tunes and I thought it would really work for it. That kind of like 1975 vibe, kind of a mix of band and electronic stuff. Mm. Um so yeah, the whole experience was wonderful. <laughs> Love it was that. great. Yeah. Yeah, I guess <laughs> talking about influences or like sound, mm-hmm. who are you listening to at the moment? Like who who are you influenced by? It It's weird because I'm currently in a phase where I'm re- not rethinking my style, mm. but I'm thinking about how we can make it more of a live sound, which is strange because... I've always been an electro gal, mm. like always loved um, stuff that has zero live instruments in. Um, but I've now worked with my producer Dave and Callum, and it's not it's not officially a band yet, mm. but they have inf- they have a say in how it works now um, because their ideas are great, and also I need the help it's so hard being an artist just on your own making decisions yeah. like even just stupid shit like oh is this a good album artwork mm-hmm. like you're just making all of these decisions on your own so yeah I'm, I'm really appreciative of their help so more recently I've been listening to like bandy electro mm-hmm. stuff so the 1975 um I really like day glow you know day glow mm-hmm. um and um there's a band called low island which is it's weird because like honestly five years ago i would have like turned my nose up like Mm -mm. listening to a band but i think going to gigs in london has made me have a new appreciation for like live music and live sounding instruments i do think it kind of brings a lot of music to life yeah like you can listen to something i i think especially with up and coming bands and people like that it's quite hard to connect with music sometimes if you just hear like a random single on Spotify, yeah. but then you might see it live yeah. and you're like, this is really cool. It's like yeah. you said, playing the Finsbury the other day that yeah. people connect with your music and they wouldn't have heard you otherwise. And I think it is just like a unique way or you can be unique and kind of show showcase yourself in such a, a different way to how you might be on like a single. Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, it's just it's just a new element we're having to think of like, oh, how will this be performed mm. instead of like, this is just a single. Because I guess through lockdown and stuff, I was like, well, it can all be electronic and stuff because it's never going to be heard live. Mm. Whereas now I'm like, oh no, 
like we're gonna have guitars and bass and we want to make it give it some energy that does give a live audience a sense that they're seeing something live instead of a backing track yeah that makes sense and I think that you did that well when I saw you live the other day (laughs) the other week um I thought it was cool I actually thought it was really slick the way you guys um played with your track as well apart from Um, the power cut apart from the power cut which is the strangest thing ever (laughs) a power cut in the middle of a gig it was also the only power cut the venues ever had ever so strange we were just too lit (laughs) too good yeah literally (laughs) too good yeah but no how did you get to this point then so you've obviously been releasing music for a while Mm -hmm. you know you were producing your own stuff for a while Mm mm-hmm where did you start from like have you been playing music since a young age or Mm -hmm. you know I mean did you study music at university Mm -hmm. so um I'm from a really small place called Chichester Mm -hmm. which doesn't really have much of a music scene but my parents have always really been into music um and yeah encouraged us to listen to like lots of different types of music um and when I was 11 or 12 they took me to a festival called Camp Festival. Nice. Um, and it really was quite like a life-changing experience for me because I think I'd gone from, you know, like writing shitty little love songs mm-hmm. about love I'd never experienced and then going and seeing like these artists who, it was like Ellie Goulding, like yeah. these pop artists and then seeing them on stage and like being quite overwhelmed by the power of live music. Mm. Um, I remember the the one the biggest sort of turning point was when I saw a band called Friendly Fires, nice. um, that are my favorite band to this day. Um, I saw them perform and I didn't know who they were, but as a twelve year old, I felt like overcome with emotion because it was this it mm. was this amazing experience where I was like, this music sounds so good, this atmosphere feels amazing. I want to do that. I want to move people. Mm. I want to make people feel like it's like kind of like euphoric. Um, I wasn't even high on drugs. I was a child, <laughs> but it, that's how good live music is. Yeah, honestly. It, yeah. Needs drugs. it lifts people, you know, yeah. takes you to another place. So that was the kind of turning point. And then, yeah, long story short, like always wrote songs as a teenager, went to university to study drama which is a curveball I'm quite academic Mm. so it did actually suit me it was like a very theoretical course it wasn't like practical course Mm. at all and then came out of university still being like I want to do music like I wrote a dissertation on music in science fiction film um and so then I studied a course six month course but to be absolutely honest my music career has been on absolute pause since like until I moved to London Mm. before that I was releasing stuff obviously through lockdown you know couldn't gig or whatever but until I moved to London just the opportunities here are just crazy Mm. things have just opened up really naturally meeting people writing with other people um, going to loads of gigs it has just sped up everything um so yeah just feel really grateful to be able to live in London and meet cool people and just carry carry on basically keep going yeah. with it um, no how long so, have yeah. you lived in London I've lived for a year and four months wow so quite recent yeah Still that's exciting though it must must have felt like a bit of a whirlwind hmm. I mean I 
I've lived in London my whole life, so I, mm. I've never really found it that intimidating or anything. But I don't know. I can imagine moving here and trying to get involved with music as well would kind mm. of be like quite intimidating, maybe. Yes, but I also think that the power of social media mm. meant that I was I felt quite prepared because I had already tried to sort of get to know artists in London beforehand. Mm. I hadn't met them, but with social media, you can listen to their music, you can see what they're doing. So when I'd go to a gig or whatever and bump into someone, I kind of knew, felt like I knew yeah. them. So it didn't feel that isolating, to be honest. It felt quite natural and yeah, it's just social media, man. It's powerful yeah. and scary. <laughs> no, that is cool though. I like that you use social media almost to like set yourself up. I feel like... Mm. Um, yeah, make, making the best of the tools you have as mm. well. And mm-hmm. it is like a crazy tool. Mm. Um, what's next for you musically? You know, what, what are the next releases? So me, Callum and Dave are working on a few songs. Nice. Um, it's not really solidified into like a plan yet, but mm. there will be something at the end of the year, I think. And I've said to myself, I'd like to do like a headline show, but to be honest like it's all just going at quite a good pace mm. there's no I'm at the point where I'm I'm trying not to be like I want to, to have this goal and and mm. I want to I want to do it like at the end of the day I want music to be a career that I'm doing for the rest of my life yeah so it doesn't really matter if I have a headline show this year or next year or in five years mm. like as long as I feel creatively fulfilled and happy and eventually make money from it <laughs> yeah um then I'm I'm not going to put pressure on myself to do a headline mm. show. I prob I think I probably will with yeah. the, with the plans that I think I have. I probably will, but it's not the end of the world. If no, you got to take things at the right pace. I think we put a lot of pressure on mm. ourselves as artists to like be somewhere that mm. we're not. Or there's like mm-hmm. you achieve any one goal and you're like, okay, cool, but what's the next thing? Yeah. What's the next thing? Like, if you looked at yourself two years ago before yeah. you moved here, you might have been like mad that I'm even playing shows. Yeah. And I have, I think for women especially, like there is this like obsession with age mm. and feeling like I'm getting too old for this. Um, or I just think the music industry in general, like it kind of, you know, because it's glamorous and it's cool. Like it prides on young artists who can sell to a large audience because young people are the main sort of like yeah. demographic for new music and things like that. But it for for you know my life until two years ago, I was absolutely obsessed with it. I was like, I'm too old for this. But now mm. I it's really weird to have that change of mentality where I'm like, I'm 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 actually doing music now. It doesn't really matter yeah. whether or not I'm successful in a year's time or five years time. Because also, I'm what doing is success now. anyway? Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. It's yeah. I think you do get like a skewed idea of it though, because I know that when I was when I was at school, like I've always wanted to make music, but when mm. I was at school, all my favorite bands got signed when they were seventeen. Exactly, and I just had it in my head that that was what yeah. happens. And then you hit like twenty five, and you're like, oh, I've still not yeah no one's signing me. <laughs> but like, I think it's almost more fun to just make music you like yeah. and not have that pressure and yeah. just kind of see where things go i think maybe that is like a maturity thing isn't mm. it like so if you're young and you see other young artists doing you're like well i want that whereas like the mature thing is to like get older and realize that 
it's something you love doing so it's, you're not going to wake up tomorrow and stop loving it so yeah the, yeah take the pressure off you know? and if you're doing it because like the only reason you're doing it is because you want to be famous or yeah successful, and it's like, wrong you're just gonna burn out eventually do you know what i had a very interesting conversation with sir sam Ryder, oh, um really king eurovision yeah because i managed to work on one of his videos mm. And I thought, right, I'm just going to ask him a question because, like, this is the only time I'm going to ask Sam Ryder a question ever. So I went up to him and I was like, do you have any advice for, like, you, like artists and things mm. like that? And we kind of eventually got on to the conversation about age and he made such a good point that it completely changed my attitude. He was like, oh, look, I'm 33. I don't know if he's older than that now, but... Mm. And... I feel really happy in my life. He just He's a positive guy, though. Like, he's great. He's happy in his life. But he was saying, well, if I was signed at 17, I have a shit ton of money because I've been given advance mm. by a label. And I don't know how to use it. I'm still a child. So those people might end up, in, you know, indulging in, like, destructive behaviours, mm. like alcohol, drugs, whatever, and not actually be able to cope with it. Yeah. Whereas if you're older and you still know you want to do music, you probably can, like, you can handle it better. You can handle the slightly chaoticness of it. Mm. Um, so for me, I was like, great, I'm going to carry on doing this then. That's cool. You know? I like that. Yeah. I think as well, like, so many artists get signed and get mm. dropped. Yes. So yes. I think that also that's, if you're like basing your whole career around, you know, being yeah. 21 and getting signed and people putting money behind you. Yeah. If you then get dropped, you're going to give up. Yeah. But if like say now you got signed and you got dropped, yeah, obviously that would be not fun. But I feel like yeah. you wouldn't feel like that was the only reason that you made music again. Like yeah, because you, you enjoy it. Mm. You're doing it because you enjoy it. You're not doing it because you want... To, you know a nice advance <laughs> a nice advance i mean we'd all want that wouldn't we mm. i think it's just a mature way of looking at it we need more older musicians in music we do we do well, we need them that that are like in the spotlight visible yeah it's like you hear about like paloma faith mm. when she got signed mm -hmm. she lied about her age yeah like people like that like huge artists and you think what world do we live in that as a woman you have yeah. to, to lie about your age to get somewhere. Yeah. Which, well, um, I've heard a little secret about Mr. Sam Fender. Is he not? I'm not going to say who has said this, but God, apparently dishing the gossip out today. <laughs> I know. Um, apparently, he's like in his thirties. No. Yeah, but but because his label lie about it because they want to appeal to a young audience, which is just so messed up. I, it could be a it lie. It could be true, but I, but yeah. Could, yeah. I don't know. I, yeah. I was going to be like, no, that can't be true because I know people that played in Newcastle around the same time he did, but then he'd mm. never say his age back then either. Like you wouldn't. See, there we the go. Thing. Oh my God, you planted a seed. <laughs> you have to do some detective work. <laughs> Someone's out there. Find out. Yeah. Find his birth certificate. <laughs> <laughs> that is true though. That's mad. Mm -hmm. that's so mad it's weird how a few years can make such a difference to how like labels can make money off you they're like oh you're too old yeah. we can't make money off you <laughs> like what the fuck no one listens to a song and is like oh they sound 25 yeah <laughs> what no weird isn't it it is weird Ugh. 
That's really thrown me. Oh, sorry. No, <laughs> I'm just like thinking about it now. And I'm thinking about like how many other artists are lying about yeah. their ages. Because you don't question it. But then, yeah, you know. But then you also think about artists that did get signed really young. Like mm. Hayley Williams is 32. Mm. And like mm. think about the career that she's had. It's been long. Like, it's been full. How is she 32? Yeah. Yeah, that is weird. Like Beyonce is only like, oh, she's 41 actually. But still, 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 how much has she done <laughs> in her life? She's smashing it. <laughs> oh my gosh. But yeah, no. I'm mad. I think, yeah, I think we're all right. We'll yeah, be fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's keep going. <laughs> Just keep going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just don't stop. <laughs> but don't burn out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Lovely. I think on that note, we should move on to some agony art questions. Oh, yeah. Love a good moan. <laughs> <laughs> um,. <laughs> We have a question here that is about money uh, and it's kind of about... What's that? <laughs> yeah, never heard of it <laughs> as a musician. Wait, you're meant to get paid for shows. <laughs> um, can't buy your groceries with exposure. Mm-mm. It's tough. <laughs> um, yeah, so the question is kind of about money concerns. Like how do you or like how does one kind of manage being worried about money particularly in the current circumstances where the cost of everything is going up ridiculously. Um, yeah, what what do you do? Do you have any tips? So I had this grand plan when I finished uni that I would work in a school as a teaching assistant because it would give me the time to do stuff in the evenings. And I ended up just not doing it. And then the, sort of the pandemic happened and stuff like that. And then... When I moved to London, I started working for a music company and I just thought, great, I'm on the sort of, I'm in the music industry Mm. now. I'm going to work in the music industry for as long as I can and whatever. And I had a six month contract at a place called Mixcloud, which is like a DJ streaming site. And my contract finished and they didn't renew it. So I had no job and I was searching and searching Mm. for a job in music. And on the side, I was just temping in schools just like teaching assistant, whatever. Because, you know, it's hard work, but like I kind of enjoy it. And yeah, I could finish at 3.30 and be home by four mm. and have an evening. Um, and then I kind of fell into working at a high school. It's a girls' high school and it's really lovely and I feel valued. Anyway, we're not going to talk about my job. That's not what... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not going to talk about that. It's... um. It's really hard, but the plan has kind of worked. Mm. So I work Monday to Friday as a TA in a school. And in my evenings, I have, I do sessions, Mm. I'm doing this. And if I was working in the music industry and I was working in central London and I was going to get, I'd be getting home at half seven and I'd be so knackered. If that. If that, later, yeah. you go to gigs or you work late or your job kind of becomes your life. Yeah. I'd be exhausted and not actually do any creative work. Mm. Um, So it's kind of been a sweet spot with that. It's zero hours, so it means that sometimes they can say, we don't need you today. But for most of the year, it's it's Monday to Friday. Mm. We don't get paid in half terms. So it is stressful. (laughs) That's mad. Yeah, so over Christmas, I'm like, great, two weeks unpaid. Love that. But... 
um it means that i can do like f- the odd freelance work because it is zero i can just say i'm not, I'm not coming in anyway this was about money <laughs> not about my <laughs> side hustle <laughs> my main hustle actually let's be real no nah, side hustle <laughs> call it that um it's really hard and monzo has saved me because mm. it means i can budget and put things in i also think it's really important to um highlight that lots of people are on universal credit mm. i mean i have to be otherwise in my, in the half term i don't get paid and yeah it's tricky because i could go and get other work but i also could get universal credit it's <laughs> yeah. this like messed up it is a bad system mm. it is bad but you know for the most part i am working <laughs> just to clarify yeah. um it is really hard being a musician and I think that you've just got to be open to doing a job that is not music related but if you can use that in some ways to your advantage then do it so if that means that you can afford to be on zero hours then do it but that is coming from a place of complete privilege I understand people have families mm. they have mortgages so I can understand it's, it's probably really difficult for other people hundred percent but that doesn't make your experiences any less valid either you know yeah it's still tough yeah and yeah i i don't think i'd ever work in hospitality again no (laughs) and but that is the thing isn't it like most creatives well not most but like lots of creatives Mm. do just go and work in restaurants but for me like that was so bad for my head and actually i also don't think it it can help you because if you're doing really long shifts working in a restaurant again Mm. you have no energy you're too tired so yeah I used to work in a pub and because it closed at one, yeah, I'd go to sleep at like two, exactly. half two, and then I wouldn't get up until like 11 exactly. and then I'd start a shift at three and you're like, well, I'm not going to do anything yeah. in that time. Yeah. So it's kind of, you think you can have all this free time to yeah. write music and have the space to be creative, but then you just, you don't. If you get a job that buys you time, that is the most important thing mm. and obviously pays your rent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a really long-winded way of, yeah, saying that. budget on Monzo. Budget on Mon- use Monzo. <laughs> Honestly, love a bit of Monzo. It's yeah, so budgeting good. is good too. I'm very bad at it. What using Monzo or budgeting? Budgeting. Have you got Monzo? I, I do have Monzo. No, the other day it was it was the first of February, and my mon- I pay for some dinner, and my Monzo goes, "You're within your spending budget for food. Ooh. You've still got ten pounds left." And I was like, "Yes," yeah, smashing it. <laughs> and I realised it was the first of February, and that was my monthly budget, Aww. and I got ten pounds left in it. So, um, got it. Yeah, <laughs> don't be like me. <laughs> Save money where you can. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's um, hard to though, isn't it? It really is. In in London, you fucking leave the house and mm-hmm. you spend a tenner. Yeah, 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 yeah. The next question is, how do you manage getting over a relationship? Well, I've only ever got over one. I broke up with my ex-boyfriend. And he was my best mate. And we really, really got on. Um, But I needed to move to London and I realized that I just needed to be alone. 
<laughs> Sounds depressing. <laughs> I realised that I needed to put my music first because it was actually getting to... I was living in Manchester and it was getting to a point mm. where it was making me feel extremely depressed because I felt so trapped. And the only reason why I felt trapped, I hope he's not listening to this, is because I was in a relationship because mm. I felt tied down to it. And I wanted to move to London and he didn't. So it was kind of like... I felt, yeah, like my wings were clipped. I don't mm. know, like I felt... Like, I, I needed to do it for me. How did you get past that, you know? Like, how did you manage those feelings? And, and I guess moving to London was probably a really good way of getting a fresh yeah. start. It's interesting to, like, reflect on it because we broke up, like, a year and a half ago and I still think about him every mm-hmm. single day, which recently has been distressing me a little bit mm. because he has a new girlfriend. And... <laughs> Which is fine, whatever. Mm. But like, it's more the fact that I am still grieving mm. it, and he maybe he is, but in a different way. I think boys, yeah. boys are a lot better at like moving on physically. Yeah. yeah. But who knows mentally? Yeah. I kind of like thinking about him every day though, mm. because it makes me feel like it was a hundred percent the right decision. Like I needed to do it because since I've done it my life has kind of blossomed and kind Mm. of gone away that I always wanted it to go. Mm. So I am completely here for people being single and having a few years to just be single and just learn what it's like to live with yourself. Mm. You know, like we are taught as kids, like we should get a partner, then get married and like spend the rest of our lives with them. So why not just, you know, have some time to your on your own first. And yeah, I think being single is great. Yeah, you have so much free time. Yeah, and absolutely. So much time to like invest in things that matter to you. Yeah. And if relationships matter to you, fair play. Invest your time yeah. into that. You know, if that's what you want. Yeah. If you want to settle down and have a family in the next five years, then maybe yeah. Yeah. But I think, especially if you're a music maker. Yes. You need you know, the time. You just need the like headspace. Yeah, to commit to it. And if no one's breaking your heart, what are you writing about? Exactly. <laughs> I actually hate how I'm still writing songs about it. Oh no! Yeah, you just got to keep going. You got to reap that, you know. Because I never wrote a song about him when I was with him. Really? Wow! <laughs> wow! Yeah, coming across great. No, no, no! You were coming across great. <laughs> writing songs about people when you're with them though is quite intense. Yeah, I did it, and we still play that song live now. And I keep yeah. thinking about how intense that is that I wrote that <laughs> and I released it into the world. Imagine doing that. How embarrassing. No. No. So yeah, can't wait to play that soon <laughs> next week. Yeah. Um do you have anything you'd like to promote? I mean July on all yes. the streaming so services. My song July is available on all streaming platforms. Um just would love people to come to gigs this year. Hmm. Like we have such fun doing it and we want to make you have fun as well. And yeah, we just make pop bangers. We want to make you dance and just excited about this year. So come along for some fun. We'll test you on how to spell my name. We always do that at every gig. It's S-Z-O-U. Um, and yeah. Not much else to uh S-Z-O-U. S-Z-O-U. Google it right now. <laughs> I'm the first one on that. There you it's go. Pretty impressive. It. Yeah. Huge. It's nice. Um yeah. Listen to July. Come to shows if yeah. you're in London. Um 
and we can all have a pint yes please thank you very much for having me oh, thanks for coming on um what one of the questions was what have you been listening to recently i've been listening to hallworth uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> thanks <laughs> what because you have to because because <laughs> i'm trying to rehearse because you're trying to remember the songs <laughs> perfect that's great recommendation everyone go and listen to that yeah Incredible. everyone listen to hallworth <laughs> that first artist before that i've me. never heard of <laughs> <laughs> no zoo Gonna, oh maybe we should just make a playlist yeah name a better duo come on yeah. why are we not playing gigs <laughs> yeah. anyway this is besides the point thanks for being on here it's been lovely hopefully we all listeners we'll see you at a gig soon <laughs> yeah my mum hi mum <laughs> bye bye <laughs> yeah what you gonna do